Microphone test, one, two, three, one, two, three. About a motherfucking cowboy recording. Oh no! Pop, pop, the, pop the trunk. Let's do this. One. So, what's going on? Oh, dude, all sorts of shit. Tom Taylor just retweeted me because I uh, saw that. How fucking uh, exciting is that shit, dude? I read fucking uh, Batman One Bad Day, the Rajal Ghul one. Yeah. Fuck, man! What a fucking killer fucking comic. Like, so fucking good, man. I saw that bad boy and I got kind of all excited. I thought of all the one bad day ones, I reckon that one and the Bane one would be the tits. Bane was pretty good, but the the, the Rajal Ghoul one, man, was just like, and I'm never sure whether it's Rajal Ghoul or Rachel Ghoul. I don't fucking know. So I'm just going to say. Who fucking knows? <laughs> but man, it's so good. Like, it just, it really, like, because I've always loved him as a bad guy, right? But this just, this fucker just like, Gives him some like fucking magneto level gravitas and just really makes him like a relatable character. And it's like fucking man, Tom Taylor just like rings every bit of fucking awesome out of that character. That's why we love Tom Taylor. He's the man. Oh, dude, just yeah, such a fucking killer issue. He's the man with the golden pen right now, dude. He's just fucking easy playing it left, right, and center. Is he fucking what? Taking names and fucking, yeah, yeah. Inspiring us, us creative types. Fuck yeah, fuck yeah. And uh, you know what else is inspiring? What's that? I just found out that uh, Vanilla Ice is in Brisbane. Dude, that's fucking exciting, dude. I thought you were going to say Morrissey got assassinated and I was like, ah, oh, about fucking time. Oh, no, but... that, that, I wouldn't have said that was exciting. <laughs> I would have said that was fucking glorious. Like, <laughs> we're talking day for the world. Like, we're, we're on our march to fucking utopia when that happens. Oh, dude, we're talking like fucking public holiday celebration extravaganza oh, shit. Jesus, fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, dude, yeah, it's fucking, yeah, that's a, that's kind of exciting. The Iceman's fucking... Hanging out in Brisneyland, it's um, yeah. Uh, we 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 got to do a cool as ice episode at some point and talk oh, about that man. That yeah, masterpiece. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah. Look, I haven't got a great deal to report from my end of the spectrum, other than uh, fucking getting a fist bump from Anthony from the Wiggles. Nice. Um, I'm not gonna lie, I kind of got a bit giddy. <laughs> a little bit giddy. Yeah. On the job and lo and behold, the Wiggles turn up and they go, hi, we're the Wiggles. I'm like, yeah, you fucking are. Um, if, if, you were having a, if you were having a little siesta as they walked in, they could have just gone, wake up, Jess. I, right. That, that, that could have been exciting. But that, I, that did, uh, awesome. I did radio through like uh, the Wiggles are uh, en route, like a hot potato, hot potato in their big red car. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, Dude, uh, I will. I will say you'll be the first to know that just arrived this week, hot off the press, 
Damien issue one no, has I, arrived. It does look very fucking rad, I've got to say. Bro, it's... Uh, look, I, I don't want to make this episode all about Damien, but fuck me, dude. I, I am fucking three shades of excited and on every single level so it looks cool man like from from what what you've shown me man like the 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 interior i do like it looks like it's the fucking business man it looks like full-on fucking like you know when you said you were doing a manga you did a fucking manga (laughs) absolutely dude absolutely um we'll be right back after this commercial break by the way yep no more mori it'll uh it'll cure your ills Enjoy that word from our sponsor? Yeah, absolutely. We've got sponsors coming out of our asses. <laughs> <laughs> that is where they come from. Oh, yep. Hold a sec. That word from our sponsors. Yeah. We're so, we're so pop. This is how we fund the fucking Learjet. Yeah, exactly, dude. Ah, <laughs> oh, fucking hell. The conspiracy continues. Um, dude, yeah. So at least, fucking, at least it's not Mori interrupting. Oh, fuck, mate. If Mori, if Mori fucking interrupt, I'll be like, fuck off. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, man. Rat o'clock. Here we are. Fucking exciting day. Tom Taylor's retweeting his shit. Fucking vanilla rice is in Brisbane. Fucking yeah. Damien number one's ready to go, mate. It's fucking hell on earth, mate. It's all happening. So. And uh, we're fucking cruising through LA, fucking survived our first night in Elm Street, and fucking all is well. And we're, uh, we're, we're ending our lethal weapon run. Yes, it's, it's a sad day. It is. It's, uh, we're, we're, we're saying goodbye to Riggs and Murtagh. Yes. Take us through your happy memories, dude. <laughs> oh, Tell us all about your favorite there. of There's... lethal weapon. There was the times the toilet blew up. There was, you know, the times the building blew up. <laughs> There's a lot of shit blowing up. A lot of shit blowing up. But uh, here we are at the end, and I don't think we're going to do that fucking TV show. Because, yeah, no one no one wants that. But, uh, yeah. So how, how about you, man? What's your, uh, what's, what's your fave lethal weapon of all time? If there is one. Look, bro, I'm going to say... Uh, look, let's, I, let's, I let's think I have to die on this hill here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, look, I'm going to go with Lethal Weapon 2. Yeah? Yeah. Lethal Weapon 2. All the way. Because know, for, me, for me, it's like a, it's a tie between the first three, honestly. You, you're a bunch of a fan of number three. That's fucking cool. Yeah, I just, I it's like you know, one, one, two, and three. I think are just, I don't know, man. They're pretty perfect. Look, I'm going to say number three has the best song. Oh, for sure, soundtrack song of all the fucking movies. Um, fuck, I, I don't know why Sting and Eric Clapton just didn't do a song for every movie. Yeah, seriously though. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, fuck, those two are a force to be reckoned with. Well, and you, um, had, you had Elton John and uh, Eric Clapton on number three as well. I'm pretty sure. I think that was Eric Clapton. Yeah, yeah. I'm well, I know sure it was definitely too, Elton man. John. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, look. Uh, oh, geez. Yeah, uh, look. I, I'm going to stay with number two just because it's got just the right amount of pace and action going on through the whole film. 
Yeah. But number three has the best fucking bomb explosion stuff going on, um, closely rivaled by number one. Well, I suppose the number two does have Patsy Kensett, so, you know, there's that. Well, that's the thing, man. You can't argue with her... Um, um, Talent. Yeah. Yeah. Talent. Be, yeah. be diplomatic. She's very diplomatic. <laughs> but um, look, it's been it's been a short, brief, but fun run through the uh, streets of LA and um, getting promoted to captain's pretty damn cool. Yeah. 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 Captain Riggs. Captain Riggs and Captain Murtaugh. <laughs> um, so we've made it to number four. Um, survived a night on Elm Street, and um, fuck me, this is <laughs> yeah, fuck. Do you want to get straight into number four? Yeah, let's let's dive into number four. I um I only rewatched number four for the first time the other day. I watched it in a fucking minute, and um, take us through say, all your highlights while I, I um do I, some stuff. I don't mind number four. Um, I kind of feel like. Uh, it's not that the magic's gone. It's just that, you know, I guess it's one of those things where it's like, you know, you kind of wish you'd seen Riggs at his peak, at his peak craziness going up against Jet Li, because that would have been fucking rad. <laughs> and I do know number number four is uh, my girlfriend's absolute favourite, because she's a big Hong Kong cinema fan, so having Jet Li in there was just like the fucking, the cat's pyjamas for her. But, um... Yeah, I don't know. I just, I just feel like with number four, like, I think if I had a gripe with number four, like, I, I feel like the magic's still there. It's just the shine's gone off a little bit. I think they waited a little bit too long, like we talked about last week. And I just kind of feel like the cast got a bit overcrowded with this one, like bringing in Chris Rock's character. Like, it just, I don't know, man. It just felt a little bit too crowded, and I did, I did like Joe Pesci's shark though. That was kind of, that was kind of rad. The old fucking jaws on on Murtaugh's boat. Yes, yes, what he said. Agree. <laughs> Sorry, mate. I was just, I was still thinking about Lethal Weapon two there for a minute, and uh, lost my thought. You, you're still thinking about Patsy Kenz. It's more like it. Well, man, look, I gotta say, look, my gripe with number four straight off the bat is gonna be um if if that's indeed what we're hundred percent talking about, um the lack of of mullet for uh Mel Gibson. Well yeah, man, the the, the, the respectable look on Riggs just kinda of felt a bit I don't know. It just felt a bit weird. Um I know characters grow up and grow older and all that sort of stuff, but the mullet yeah, the, 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 the mullet should have been there. That's what I mean, man. It just, it just felt like it felt like things had there, there'd been a bit too much time gone between three and four. I, well, I, I yeah, do like be... four. I'm not going to shit on it. I think it's great. Nah. But Look, you know, I... I love, I love, 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 love. Like one of my favorite scenes is that ending in the graveyard with where you know Riggs is saying goodbye to his wife. Like he's talk, he's thinking about marrying Renee Russo and all that. Yeah, and Leo shows up and tells that story about the frog, and it's like, it's it's dumb and it's stupid, but it's just it's so heartfelt and so in tune with everything else in the Lethal Weapon series. Absolutely, it, it's it, a beautiful it's story. Just a nice little cap off and a nice little mirror to that scene at the end of the first movie, like you know, just to show like Riggs's evolution as a character. 
Yeah, well, that's the thing. I mean, like we all fell in love with rigs one and two. Yeah, with the yeah, just the maniacal nature of his of his playfulness and uh, his humor and wit. Yeah, um, which you know trickles into three and four. But yeah, we, you know, I, I'm with you, bro. I feel critique number two is going to be that too much time between movies. Um, this movie came out in 1998, uh, so it's you know pre end of millennium kind of kind of stuff but uh you know and the magic's still there but just not as you know you, you can see you can see the yeah time has passed yeah, man, and... it, just, it just feels like a little bit of shine's gone off it like it just feels like a, it's a little bit too like you know it's like the guys are getting a bit too old for this shit <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah you know? and, and, and... Again, it's still a good movie. Like, it's still yeah. a load of fun. But I just, I just feel like, you know, stacking it up against the first three, you know, you kind of like, you know, how, man, how fucking great would it be to see, like, you know, straight off, straight off Lethal Weapon 3, Riggs going up against, like, Jet Li. Dude. Like, yeah. you know, you kind of feel like that should have been a fucking fight for the ages. And yeah. in the end, it's just like, you know, Jet Li just kind of kicks the living fuck out of everyone and it like takes Riggs and Rog both to like take him out at the end like... yeah 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 well I mean that's the thing man like um Jet Li fucking reigns supreme uh in this movie and I would have loved to seen him have gone gone against Riggs lethal weapon one version yeah man like you, you know, know that would have been cool um yeah so it's 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 um you know sign of the times but uh you know, a lot of the magic is still there, but I'm with you. The, the shine is a little bit, yeah. Oh, I mean, you know, thing a is, like, when, when this movie's like rocking at full fucking lethal weapon pace, like that freeway chase where Riggs is getting dragged on the table behind the truck. And, Dude, like, that was fucking great. They're having the brawl in that fucking house that's getting transported on the back. Of it. Like that shit's fucking amazing, man. It's absolutely yeah. brilliant. Like, yeah. You know, and then like, Rig, you know, you've got other stuff in there, like Riggs taping that picture of fucking Murtaugh in his underwear. Like, <laughs> you know, shit like that. Like, you know, him constantly putting that picture back up and Rod well, getting the shits with it. Like, well, stuff like that is vintage lethal weapon. Yeah. You know? That that opening 20 minutes with the, you know, taking on the pyro man, Ned Kelly, whatever oh, the yeah. fuck he was. That was cool. I, I actually really enjoyed that scene. I love that sequence. Um, oh, yeah, dude, it's, it's a killer opening. I mean, that's that's the thing. All of these movies have pretty fucking, like, from number two onwards, they have really fucking wild openings. And this I'll let you different. explain that opening for a sec. Uh, but yeah, like, you know, the, the, you know, the guys, the guys like get a call, they rock up like middle of the street. There's a guy in full body armor, just like going on a fucking pyro rampage, barbecuing the shit out of downtown LA. And, um, yeah, you know, they, they decide they're going to run him over. That doesn't work. So, you know, Riggs, of course, comes up with a plan that's completely degrading to fucking poor old Murtaugh to, like, strip down to his fucking boxes, cluck like a chicken, and draw the guy's attention while he shoots out his goddamn fucking gas tank on his back, which is, you know, it, it's it's a spectacular opening. I mean, you know, it results in, like, a, a service station exploding, a tanker truck exploding, like, you know, basically, like, they nuke a fucking city block just to take out this one dude, which is, like I said, vintage lethal weapon. Like, just, 
perfect chef's kiss, like great opening that, yeah, it's just, you know, from, from that point, it's like, you know, things just get a little, you know, the guys get taken off the street, they get made captains, you know, they can't go and get into too much shit anymore. It, you know. Yeah. I, um, that opening 20 minutes, I got to say one of my favorite parts that got me excited besides the, the cool fucking Ned Kelly Firefly character was um, we got to hear Van Halen. Yes. Ah, I, I was excited. I mean, I know it's Gary Sharon, Van Halen, um, but still it's Van Halen and I'll take it. <laughs> hey, any Van Halen is good Van Halen. I mean, you know, there is obviously better Van Halen. Just yeah. Side note, Hagar yes. or David Lee Roth? This is, you know, peas in a pod here because I was about to lead into that side note myself. Um, look, I, um, fuck, it's a tough one. And I think I have to go with Roth on this one. As much as I'm a huge fan of Hagar's versatility as a vocalist and, yeah. and all the rest. See, I, I love them both, but I'm on the opposite. I've got to say Hagar. Yeah, yeah. I just, look, I just think Hagar just, yeah, I don't know, man. There's just like, yeah. It's a really tough decision to call because there's so there's so much good quality about both um, generations of, of Hagar and Roth. Um, I mean, for me, the reason why I go with Roth is because, purely because um, just that, that early, especially the early days of Van Halen, man, just that raw energy, that fucking playful spirit that they brought to, um, yeah, not only their own material, but the cover songs they did, like, um, You're No Good and... So you love action, you love horror, and you love an imagination that takes you on a visual journey. Look no further and check out Freak Productions. Freak Productions is the brainchild of Jesse Drackman, author, writer, podcaster, children's author. Go to www.freekproductions.com and check out the wonderful works of Freak Productions, including the comic book series Freakenstein, Furious, the upcoming debut manga, Damien, as well as the debut children's book, Fly Bat Fly, including the novel titles, A Furious Trilogy, as well as Freakenstein. It's all there for you to check out and more. Support Freak Productions, support independent creative arts, and have a great day. commercial break because my phone yeah. didn't want to hear you talking shit about Sammy Hagar. Yeah, exactly, man. The conspiracy continues. <laughs> but we're yeah, fucking well, here and we're making an episode, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, man, look, I, I think Lethal Weapon 4 is good. Like, you know, I, I, like I said, I just think, like, the cast got a bit, like, you know, we were talking last week about, you know, do we think the cast was a bit too crowded for number three? I yeah. do think it was a bit too crowded for number four. Like, I think, you know, bringing Chris Rock in there was just like, and I get it, like, you know, he was super popular at the time, like, you know, throwing him in stuff. It was like an extra injection of comedy, but mm. I just I just felt like the cast got a bit too crowded for this one because you had, like, you know, 
all of Murtaugh's family's grown up. Like, yeah. you know, you've got Riggs. Riggs is like, you know, him and, him and uh, you know, Lorna are together. They're adopting the kids. I mean, you know, again, it follows that grand lethal weapon tradition of like, you know, tackling social issues with this one. It's like, you know, boat people and, you know. Yeah. Murtaugh's it was really full people. house for the ages. Yeah, it was, man. Yeah. Like, it was like, you know, it was just the cast was chockers. Like, you know. Yeah. It, it was like an overstuffed kebab, you know, like, yeah. you know how Freaky Friday we're talking about perfect kebab, you know, yeah. like this yeah. was, this, this was one with just a bit too much on it. It was falling out the ass. Yeah. This was that crazy 4am kebab where fucking old boy behind the counter is fucking blazed beyond comprehension. And he's just like, <laughs> oh, fuck it, man. Let's just, yeah. Between him yeah, and the drunk person at the counter, you're like, let's just chuck everything on there and hope for the best. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think that's my critique number three of this film is is um, just, yeah, exactly that, bro. Peas in a pod, man. Like, I think, look, none of the cast were weak by any means. Chris Rock brought brought some A-game to this as well. But I just think, um, to be honest, it it just, it yeah, it just got a bit crazy there, you know? Yeah. It, yeah. it just felt like the story got a little bit, I don't know, just it lost its the panache of what made Lethal Weapon so memorable in the first place? Yeah, I feel like it was a bit too full with the story because you've got, like, you know, I mean, it's it's a fairly simple story in terms of, like, you know, it's the plot itself is fairly straightforward, but there's so much going on with, like, you know, Riggs's whole family drama with, like, does he want to get married or not? That yeah. whole subplot of, like, is Roger on the take? Like, you know, where's he getting all this money from? Then you've got, like, your main plot of, you know, friggin' the, you know, the uh, people smuggling and stuff like that, and the counterfeit yeah. with the triads and all that. You've got Chris Rock and the, the and Riggs and Murtaugh's daughter. Like, you've got Leo. Like, it, it's just so full. It feels like the, it kind of suffers for it. Yeah. Look, I feel like um, Leo, Leo brings, you know, brings the magic every time. But the thing yeah, well, is, is that, you know, everything else is, um, yeah, just a bit crazy. Well, that's the thing, we'll be yeah, right I'll back just... anyway. Hang a sec. Ooh, that's a good one. See you later, Maury. No more Maury. That's right. Burp that Maury away with... The feel-good, flatulating sensation taking over the nation. Available now from all good retailers and outlets. Yeah, Fuck. dude. <laughs> as, as, Fuck as, me. <laughs> this will go down in flames as the cowboy episode. People have no idea what we have gone through to get this episode done. This is, this is our Garage Days episode where it's like we're, we're back to uh, before we were the professional, well-polished podcasters you know and love. Yeah. <laughs> but as, as, I was, as I was saying um, yeah. before, before uh, Maury interrupted, um, what, what I sort of felt about this was like Pesci, Pesci brings enough humor to it yeah you don't really need chris rock in there as well it just felt like you know doubling up for for no real reason yeah i i 100 agree um i think 
Like, I, I see what they were trying to do with Chris Rock, but I felt it was kind of like a little overkill. Like, I mean, you know, you've only got to look at the poster when it says the gang's all here. Oh, yeah, yeah the fucking gang's all here and then some. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, exactly, man. Um, I feel like it sort of diminished the star quality of what Pesci brings to the, the equation. And I kind of wish that, you know, in a perfect world, it would have been great um, just to have Pesci just run loose and do his thing. Yeah, man. Well, that's that's what I sort of thought. Like, I sort of, like, you know, the, the previous three, it's like they're very much focused. Like, Riggs and Murtagh are the main characters. And yeah. And get Leo, like, you know, their sidekick. And yeah. then, you know, you've got your supporting cast is like, you know, um, Murtagh's family, you know, um, then, you know, Patsy the Kensett and stuff like that. The captain, everyone else. And even they brought Rene Russo in, but she didn't really detract mm. from anything. Whereas Not this, really, no. Like this, this one just feels so overfull of characters that, yeah, it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel as balanced as the others. It doesn't feel like you know Riggs and Murtar are getting enough you know screen time and shit. Yeah, it's kind of like the Infinity War. It's like look at me, look at me, look at me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's a little crazy, but you know, again, you know, I I don't think it's like it's not to say that th- this isn't a bad movie. This is a great movie. It's just yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. Yeah, it's just, it's just not. It just doesn't feel as. <sighs> It, it feels like it's a – that's the thing. I sound like I'm trash in this movie, and I'm not because I really oh, do I'm the same. It. Yeah, yeah. But it just – it feels like an add-on to an already perfect trilogy. Yeah, and that's kind of what I felt too. Like, I felt there was so many good um, memorable components to this movie, but it just felt like, you know, having all these, you know, ca- extra cast members and stuff just really sort of took away from just – a lot more valuable um, screen time for our main characters. Yeah, 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 totally, man. Yeah, and it just yeah, it just doesn't. It just didn't feel like you know, like I said, there, there's moments in this movie that do feel completely like you know, vintage. Like yeah, that's what a lethal weapon movie. Yeah, is. like that opening twenty minutes. Yeah, you know, with the the, the fucking Ned Kelly pyro man. You know, yeah, that was like, cool. Yeah, man, um, like the, the freeway chase, like you know, the freeway really chase, cool doing the practical jokes on yeah, the lodge in the office and stuff like that. The boys hanging out on the boat in the water yeah. before the the freighter fucking bar, barges past them, you know. I mean, I gotta say, I remember the first time I saw this. Like, I was so kind of like lukewarm on this movie. Yeah, so I was literally waiting for Leo's shark to swim back and bite Jet Li. <laughs> Man, that was yeah. Like when I saw that shark, I got excited. I was like, oh, something really cool's got to happen with this shark. And when it didn't, I was kind of like. Oh, that's a real shame. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I just sort of felt like, you know, the that, that's the thing. It's like you, you kind of, on one hand, it's like it's, it's sure, it's, it's realistic that, like, you know, the guys are going to slow down as they get older. They're going to lose a step. But you kind of don't want to see that. Like, you don't no. really want to see Riggs getting the shit kicked out of him by Jet Li. Um, and, I mean, you know. It, it sort of feels like, I mean, gently, like, because I know, I know Hong Kong cinema was getting huge in the mm. 90s. Like, it was yeah. so massive and so popular. And I felt like, you know, every time Jet Li sort of sits there and goes, like, you know, in Hong Kong, you'd be dead already. Mm. Like, it just sort of felt like that was kind of a 
it, it, I know it probably wasn't meant to be, but it just felt like a complete shot at those movies where it's like, hey, if this was a Hong Kong movie, you fuckers be toast. <laughs> well, that's it. That's it. And, and uh, you know, it, it's sort of a bit of a frown, you know, because, I, you know, I look at Riggs and I think, well, here's his character that's former special forces. So he's highly trained, highly deadly, fucking immaculate with a gun. Mm. And yet, he's reduced to rubble by Jet Li and derogatory comments like that. And I'm like, yeah, okay. I don't know. Yeah. It just sort of feels like I kind I see what they were trying to do with like, you know, yeah, the guys are getting older. Like, you know, yeah. I mean, you know, that moment when the the kids are born and stuff like that and they're all like, you know, Oh, we're a family. It's like, that was a nice moment that. Yeah, it was, you know, it, it just like there's so much stuff in this movie that it just feels so over full of everything, and you know the Chris Rock and and Murtar's daughter having a kid and all that sort of stuff, and you know that whole ridiculous subplot with him like you know everyone hiding it from from Roger and everything. It's just like yeah, oh, oh guys, like what what are you what are you doing here? Like yeah, and they they try to sort of add a bit of uh, humoristic flair to to that situation by with you know Murtaugh thinking that uh you know Chris Rock's character is attracted to him you know like yeah uh, um I don't know there, there, there's a little bit of bit of confusing little plots and bits and pieces there that um I think I think the thing is man it's that like you know the other three people want the movies perfectly balanced, you know, sort of action, humor, drama, and, you know, heart and character and stuff like that. Whereas this one just feels like it's out of sync. Like it doesn't feel like it's balancing those elements as well as the others did. Like it just it just doesn't feel like it's it's got that same balance that the other the other lethal weapons had. You know what I mean? And that's our that's our cheer section going off right there. Yay! Yeah! <laughs> Sorry. I, I, just, I just thought that was our cheer section going off for my, my very critical analysis there. Yeah, there was, man. I, uh, it, was our, it was our Kazakhstani audience, man, just having a bit of a cheer and a fucking laugh. Yeah, we've, we've, plucked, we've plucked them in from Kazakhstan. So, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, got, yeah. Got, got him here on the economy class goat. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, Lethal Weapon Four is, is a great movie. It's it's a you know kind of a good ending to a great series. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's a it's kind of like a it's an ending that probably came about three years too late. Yeah, and it's kind of interesting now because. Moving forward, there's there's uh, you know all those uh, the news bits about a lethal weapon five potentially in production. Um, I don't know. How do you feel about that? I, I I feel like without Richard Donner, 
it's just not the same. And the only way that I'd be okay with it is, well, not not okay with it. Like, of course, I'll watch it. Um, I'm I'm curious where they go with it. But I I would feel very confident about it if Shane Black was writing and directing. Yeah, I I feel the same way. I feel like you if you're going to bring the gang back together, bring the gang back together. Yeah, well, have yeah, Shane Black bring, back. Bring the guy that started it, you know, and like that that set set the fucking tone for it and everything. You know, that's 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 how I feel about it anyway. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know we had the, the TV series, which I know you and me both really haven't kind of properly watched, but um, I don't know. I, I feel like that was kind of a, a trendy, lukewarm attempt of, um, you know, modernising a great concept, you know, much yeah, like Magnus Y5O and that. Yeah, I never bothered with it, man. I really haven't bothered with, with many of those. And, I mean, the Lethal Weapon one, I was just like, uh, you, you just how can you do it like how can you yeah. do it justice yeah. really and like how can, you can't yeah, just recasting those characters just doesn't work man it just doesn't. yeah it's just i'm like, sure it's no. a good tv series but yeah oh look it, it might be perfectly fine and serviceable but i'm just like Nye. yeah it, it it kind of feels like it was just a thing that happened at the time you know swat y5 o magnum yeah. lethal weapon MacGyver. It's yeah. just like, wow, okay. <laughs> oh, man, it's, it's the trend. It's like, you know, yeah. I'm just like, let's just dust this off and give it a TV series. Like, yeah, 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 which is kind of cool. And it would have been great if it sort of generated enough interest for people to go, that would have justified, oh, let's do a Lethal Weapon 5, which is, you know, it's happening, I think. But, um, yeah, I, I'm with you. If it's going to uh, happen. Yeah. Bring back Shane Black. I, I keep hearing rumors that, like, you know, Mel Gibson's like pushing for it and working on it and stuff like that. And Danny Glover's been like good to go with it and all that yeah. sort of stuff. And I mean, you know, it could be, it could be really, really wonderful. Uh, but I just, I don't know. I just feel like, you know, Lethal Weapon 4 felt a couple of years too late. Lethal Weapon 5 mm. feels very late to the party. Um, yeah. And I mean, you know, I know there's this whole trend of like, you know, oh, let's fucking old man Logan everything. <laughs> yeah, it's either that or the, you know, the legacy gateway, you know, make way for the new new army, you know. But, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, what are you going to do? You're going to have like fucking Chris Rock's kid and fucking uh, Riggs's kid grown up and joining the force. I mean, come on. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know, man. It's, it's very few of that sort of stuff works, man. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't uh, know. I mean, you know, beer, beer and pizza wise, I feel like you know, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a six pack, and you know, a couple of slices. It's, it's not. Yeah. Bad. It's yeah. It's not bad, but it's not. It doesn't reach the heights that the previous three did. Yeah, I, anyway. Yeah, I agree. It's um, I mean, it, it you know, if it's the last movie in the series, it's good. It works. Um, Jet Li's performance is fantastic, and uh, you know. Uh, everything else, it it ticks all the boxes of a great lethal weapon movie. But yeah, I think we sort of covered the basis of yeah, it kind of just went a little crazy on the content. But uh, mm. yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I honestly feel like for, for me, it's definitely one I could skip. It, it's it's not. Look, I don't hate it. I will watch it, but it's like I love the first three. I just like this one. Yeah, I'm the same. I don't hate it. I like it. I don't love it. It's yeah, it works. 
Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Well, man, I think um, I don't think there's too much more to fucking go on about with this one. No, no, no. We did it. Yeah. Do you have any final thoughts on it, or you you good? No, no. no. I think I think we covered everything, man. Yeah. Yeah. Next week. I think I think uh, we've survived. um, You know, sirens blaring and. Fucking blowing up buildings and Kazakhstani fans screaming in the background and <laughs> all manners of craziness to bring you this episode. Um, and we'll be back next week with something, something no doubt awesome on Rad. And um, we'll be uh, deep diving into uh, our continued stroll down Elm Street. Yeah, which I can't wait for. Yeah, that's going to be a good one, man. I can't wait for that one. It should be good. Yeah. Uh, until then, fucking like, subscribe, and all that cool shit. Yeah, and we'll be back next week. Yeah, and interruptress minimus. <laughs> Mori free since 2000. Mori free. Yeah. <laughs> Have yourselves a rad weekend, everyone. Uh, he's been Jake, I've been Jesse, and this has been rad. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next time.